So we are talking about the four sons and the, we were speaking about how you have to give a different response to each one. You have the Chacham, you have the Rasha, you have the Tam and Shenei the smart son, the wise son who is interested, the Rasha who is the smart son who is not interested at all uh, and is taking himself out of the picture. And then we have the Tam, we have the simpleton, and the Shenoyodeli Shol, the one who doesn't even know uh, what's going on. So the Rasha we were talking about, the Rasha says, oh, well, "What's the point of all this work? Why are you Why are you doing all this work?" He is not interested at all in the seder, but he's at the seder. And the the Haggadah it, it does something very interesting. It says, "What is the marker?" of uh, what makes him the Rasha, the Fisha Hotsiet Atzmomi Nakelav. He took himself out of the picture. Hotsiet Atzmomi Nakelav. He took himself out of the picture. Meaning he said, I, I don't want to be part of you. I don't want to be part of those people. Kafar Baikar. That, that's it. You're out. If you, if you choose to be out, you're out. Fatah Keet And at that point, a person can give a strong response to him also. You can you can blunt his teeth. He the person made a choice, he she made a choice that they are not going to be part of the Jewish people. So that doesn't mean that you have to be soft with them and be kind and uh, be nice and oh, sometimes you have to give them a strong response. They more than say if you would have been there with this type of attitude that you don't want to uh, bear the burden and be, be together as part of the Jewish people. Simply, you wouldn't have. You, you would. You would still be in Egypt. You would. You would still be. You would have never been saved. You would. You would have never in in that time. We would have loved to have you. We love to have you as a participant. Yeah. But with this kind of attitude, you you would never. You would. You wouldn't have come. You would never have uh, come with us to receive the Torah. Then you have another type of child who is simple. The child, he says, Mazot, wants to know what's going on. Interested, but doesn't have the capacity, doesn't have the IQ, uh, doesn't have the patience of, you know, I, I, I want to hear every single detail of the story uh, from the beginning to the end. And I want to hear all of the laws that, and I want to go deep into uh, they don't have the the capacity, the patience, the IQ 
for all of that. So so for such a person, and there, there are many uh, who are in this category, they love the Torah, they love being part of the Jewish people, are wowed, but uh, just can't uh, go into the details of the details of everything. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you, so how do you have to answer him? It doesn't say afatai more loki al No, this is the time right now. This is the time. This is the simple child. So it doesn't say that you should go through all of the halachot of Pesach with them because they're not able to handle all of the halachot of Pesach. So tell them Tell them with a mighty arm, with a powerful arm, Hashem took us out of Egypt. So I had a very, uh, um, I had a, heard a very nice explanation. Um, this was from one of my teachers in middle school. You know, sometimes you have a, a rabbi, a teacher in, um, in middle school, they have an effect on you. So Rabbi Pearl from YCQ, if anybody uh, knows. So he said that you talk to such a, a child, focus on the miracles, focus on the power, you know, as if it was a movie, as if it was a TV show, and these are the most exciting scenes and the most exciting parts, because that's what's going to engage him above everything else. The smarter child, the wise child, again, they want to know the chokhmah, they want to know the wisdom uh, behind what happened and behind every letter. This child doesn't have the capacity for that. This child, so what do you have to do? You have to wow him. Wow him with the bechozikyad, the mighty arm, the powerful arm that Hashem used to take Am Yisrael out of Egypt. Wow him, talk about the miracles. Focus on the, the ten makot and the, the mighty arm because that's what's going to engage him uh, or her at the seder. And then you have another type of child. Another type of child is the one who doesn't even know uh, how to ask. This might be the youngest uh, child in the room. It, this might be someone who, again, don't know what's going on and they're, they're not going to initiate by asking. They're not going to even initiate by asking. Whatever I do at the seder, whatever, uh, they're not going to... So, ask pitach lo. So sometimes you have to open the conversation with them. You have to start the conversation. It's amazing, it's amazing the way the Haggadah learns this. All of the other three verses, the child asks you. And it says, the child asks you. This is the one in the Torah where it says, it doesn't say the child asks you, it says, You have to tell your, your, your son, you have to tell your daughter, you have to explain it to them. Even without them asking. Even if they don't happen to be asking the questions the way we're hoping for them to ask the questions, we have to initiate the conversation on this night. It is for this that Hashem took us out of Egypt. Why? So that we can be here today being proud, celebrating the fact that we're Jewish and all that, that Hashem has given us. That Hashem took us out of the impurity and the tum'ah and the, the, the moral uh, depravity of Egypt. And Hashem gave us the light. Hashem gave us the Torah. This is why we're here. This is the reason why we're here on this night. So, Yachol Merosh Chodesh. So then, the Haggadah uh, goes off on a... Uh, yeah, um, it, it brings a drasha about how uh, about the night of Pesach. Yachol Merosh Chodesh. I would have thought that the I should talk about this mitzvah will be telling the story of the Jews leaving Egypt from Rosh Chodesh, from the beginning of 
Nisan. You know, already from now, every day we have a mitzvah to tell the story. Talmud Lomar, Bayom Hahu. No, that's why the Torah says, Bayom Hahu. It's going on, a, on one of the psukim of the Torah. On that day, we have to talk about the story. Meaning, not necessarily the entire month. So, I Bayom Hahu. So, if it's telling me on that day, I have a mitzvah to tell the story, Yachomi Be'od Yom. I will think during the daytime. While we're doing Ta'anit Bechorot, while we're fasting the fast of the firstborn, we're doing a siyum, we're going to sit and read the Haggadah during the day. Talmud Lomar Ba'avur Zeh. That's why the Torah continues and says Ba'avur Zeh, because of this. Because of this, meaning that the parent, the leader of the Seder, has to be pointing to something whenever they're telling the story. And what are they pointing at? Ba'avur Zeh. Very beautifully, the Haggadah learns in the Torah because of this, meaning that the leader of the Seder has to point to the Matzah and the Maror. At the time the Matzah and the Maror are in front of us and we're going to do that mitzvah of eating the Matzah and eating the Maror, that's when we have to tell the story. Now what's the inspirational point of this part of the Haggadah? The inspirational point of the Haggadah is the Haggadah is saying that when you tell a story, if you really want it to land and you really want it to, to hit somebody in a, in a, in a way that they, it's real to them, you need to point to something. It has to be something that they see in front of them. Yeah, there's something tangible that has to be in front of them. What's tangible that's in front of them now? The matzah and the maror. The matzah and the maror that we're eating, you tell them, what is this bread? What is this bread? Since when do we eat matzot? Why are we uh, eating? We don't eat matzot during, we don't eat matzot during the year. This is not normal, it's not your average day that we eat matzot during the year. And then you explain, no, there's a reason why. Because there was a time that we ate matzot. When did we eat matzot? When our forefathers left Mitzrayim, this was the bread that they had. This was the bread because we were in a rush to get out of there. We were in a rush to, to leave Mitzrayim. This was the bread Hashem gave us when we, when we were there. Maror. Why, what does the maror symbolize? The maror symbolizes the bitterness. That we, the slavery was bitter for us. It was challenging. It, were, it was hard. It was difficult. We suffered tremendously. We suffered tremendously, both physically and spiritually. We, we suffered. <coughs> so we have to explain these concepts and, and literally have the children taste them. Then we go on to We say, Our forefathers, you should know, we tell our son. Our forefathers were pagans. Our forefathers were of the Avodah This is the second answer to the question. When we say Matil Bignut, you have to start with the low and you have to end with the high. So the first low that we start with is the physical slavery. And we say Hashem took us out. We were in bondage. We were slaves. We were tortured. We were tormented. We were abused. And Hashem freed us. And we, were, and we became free, a, a free nation, a free people uh, on this night and on this day. But then there's a second one, which is even more important, even more important perhaps, and that is the spiritual slavery. And we were in a society that was morally depraved. We were in Egypt, we were in Mitzrayim, and a pagan society on that time. Number one, a pagan society is a society where there is no separation of powers, there's no democracy, and we like to think in terms of democracy and the beauty and amazingness of democracy. There was no democracy in Mitzrayim. It was just Paro, it was Paro, who was the head of state, who was the head of the church, 
who was everything was under his control, and Paro and his boys and, and his family, they would only marry within each other. Right? There was a hierarchy, there was a higher class, and there was a lower class, and the lower class uh, was all abused, and there was no movement over there. It was complete corruption. It was complete corruption. The, the, the epitome of corruption was a pagan society, uh, and in every, in every way. It was a, it was um, huh? So the and we were part of that. We came from that. Hashem saved us uh, from the spiritual low of Mitzrayim and brought us close to His service. Who were our forefathers? Who were pagans? Terach, the father of Abraham, the father of Abraham, Abraham Avinu, our forefather Abraham grew up as a pagan. He grew up believing in idols. That's what he was taught. He grew up in that, in that backwards uh, society. That's how Abraham Avinu grew up. And, and they served other gods. They served other gods. It's okay, we have to... Uh, I think the police is going to pause us right now. So we have to continue talking about Abraham Avinu and what Abraham Avinu did for the world. And what the belief in one God, what the belief in Hashem did for us and did for the world, Bezrat Hashem, we're going to continue on this point. But this is our true spiritual freedom that we experience uh, on this night when we leave Mitzrayim. Okay, so we wish everybody a wonderful day. Happiest Thursday.